is the good word everybody how is it going as you can see i remember to turn my mic on first this time before i started 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 talking but welcome back to wednesday night live dukes of football and it is your man the one and i'm here talking a little bit about <clears throat> uh football that's what i'm here about talk about football and this is the Dukes of Football, a BW Sports One original podcast. And this is episode 21 of the NCAA NFL weeks five and six uh, football season. So, guess I'm going to chit chat a little bit to see if uh, people pop on either YouTube or Facebook Live. We are uh, live on both. YouTube and Facebook. Uh, YouTube is obviously YouTube had backslash hashtag or whatever BW Sports One, uh, and then also on Facebook is BW Sports One, and you can find us. And you can see on our page all our good sponsors, you know, all our good friends and partners over at Elite Performance, Revved Up Tattoos, Palm Burgers, Be Lit Organics, The Fighters Friend, and Rogue Energy, and many, many more. And the opportunity is vast for you, your services, and your business to be a part of a very, very fast-growing community. So um, I guess I'm going to chit-chat a little bit about, uh, you know, some NCAA stuff. Uh, a very exciting week last week and some NFL stuff. Um, I didn't do so well in my picks. The wife and I, we do. NFL picks every week. We've done it. Uh, shit, man. Probably um, every every football season since we've been together. And oh, by the way, um, happy belated anniversary to my better half, Mrs. One. Our anniversary, our seventh anniversary, was on Monday. So we absolutely like uh, young old people that we are. We celebrated all weekend. So, but it was fun. Uh, thanks for all the the shout outs that we got from friends and family. But yes, we do football sheets every week. And I didn't really do so well last week. She did pretty well. I mean, she's no slouch on the sports scene, especially in football. And that's, that's her realm. One of these days, we'll see if we can't get her um, on the show. Even if not her, maybe her voice can be, you know, heard once or twice uh, during the show. Maybe we have her as a special guest pick. We'll put an avatar up for her or something like that. So, but I have babbled on enough. Oh, it's, it's football talk. So I do have to give a shout out to Elijah Zayden Thomas, the third born of a great path of awesomeness, which would be my third son, not my third son, my third child, second son. He, we got the text today that he made the all-star team for his uh, uh, rec football league. And so they're going to have two more weekends of football and they get to travel. So I think we're going to be going to Terre Haute and I think someplace else to play football. So he's really excited about that. We're really excited about it. Um, I have to, have to get my body used to the being outdoors like everybody knows me, knows that I played a controlled environment sport. And this outdoor stuff is touching me, man. It's touching me, touching me real bad. But he loves it, so I guess I got to get to it. So there you have it. Congratulations, Elijah Zayden Thomas, for being as selected to the All-Star team. So now we move on, and let's chit-chat about a uh, about some college. Uh, oh, man. Let's see here. Uh, college is brought to you by my book or the – my bookie man cave, NCAA man cave chatter. 
is brought to you by my bookie. 50% deposit match up to a thousand bucks and a free $10 bet when you go to mybookie.ag. So um, I guess we're going to talk about some NCAA football. Uh, last week was a really exciting week, especially for me and my Wolverines. We'll talk a little bit about them um, here in a minute, but I obviously I'm a Michigan fan. It's my show. So I'm going to talk about it regardless if the war, if the lion was hanging out with me today, we'll be talking about Notre Dame, even though he probably doesn't want to talk about Notre Dame. But I'm going to talk about Notre Dame anyway at some point in time. But um, pretty big week in college football, man. Um, you had uh, the big guys. It was I called it statement week was last week is what I called it because you had a lot of teams who haven't been very good the last couple years and were looking pretty good at the beginning of this season, but you didn't really want to fall in line with them just yet because you know the pattern and you know that pattern is going to come. So last week, a lot of these teams had, you know, statement games against um, other quality opponents. And so uh, we talk about that a little bit. And some of those teams didn't fare so well and some fare well. Um, obviously we'll talk about, I'll talk here just right now a little bit about, uh, Mr. Uh, 24 and O against his former assistants, Mr. Nick Saban with that game, uh, who they play last week, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin didn't really like him anyway. I put him in my urban Meyer category, not some of my favorite people in sports to watch, listen to talk about or whatever. So, I was glad that Nick uh, put the whooping on him. I'm just surprised how people like this guy continues to get jobs. But, I mean, I guess it's the privilege. You, you, you do things like that. So, But anyway, uh, Nick Saban, again, showed his dominance as a college coach, as a football coach, as still being the, you know, the, the sensei, so to speak. The, the head cheese, you know, all of his pad ones and his his grad hoppers, grasshoppers haven't quite figured out how to beat the master yet. So but another one gets a, a shot this weekend when they uh, play. Are, who are they playing this week? Texas A&M. Ah, yes, Texas A&M. So they'll get another shot there uh, with another assistant. I, I think he's going to go 25 and 0. But that's a remarkable record that the people that you get jobs for um, train them in the system and teach them how to coach and blah, blah, blah. They go off and get head coaching jobs because of the success you had and they had with your your program. And they get the opportunity to play you and to to show you that they've they've gotten better at their skill. And yet again, you show them some angle that you did not teach them. You give them that old statement. Well, I didn't teach. I taught you a lot, but I didn't teach you everything. So um, I'm looking at Nick Saban to go 25 and oh, this weekend um, with this impressive streak over his former assistants. Um, teams making statements this past weekend. You know, you have big games like um, Georgia. Georgia, you you say how they make a statement. You know, well, they haven't like done the pretty work. You know, the game, the, the win over Clemson was um, a one one touchdown. You know, a ten point game. What was it, a thirteen point game? So a total thirteen point game. So you know, they haven't really gave you the style points that you would like to see from a number two team in the country. But then they come up with a game last week with a formidable opponent, a ranked SEC opponent, a ranked top ten SEC opponent. And they just, you know, got all the cylinders clicking with the defense, the running game, the passing game. Everything was on with Georgia. And that was the team that I liked early, that I expected to see earlier in the season. I just figured, you know, with the games that they had, they'll figure it out. They'll get moving along. And, and last week they caught their groove and they they put the dog whipping on. So I liked the I, I liked this Georgia in the and finding their way coming into the strength of their SEC schedule and getting ready for it because they should lose again on their side. So I, I, and I don't see Alabama losing on their side either. So that's going to be the SEC matchup. And I think regardless, 
both of those schools are probably going to end up in the uh, the final with you know a one loss, what may be a one loss OSU, um, probably a one loss Oregon, but we'll see. You know the Big Ten is really tough with OSU, but teams making a statement. Georgia clearly made a statement. Uh, Michigan, you know they obviously made a statement. You know we you've seen the change in environment. Plus, I like to say the blue pants on the road. Absolutely wonderful. I love the way the culture is changing. The spirit is changing around the football program. You know, maybe this is a little bit what Juwan Howard has done with the with the basketball team that's starting to filter out throughout the university because this is what we've wanted with the alma mater. Like when a coach coming back to your alma mater, this is what we wanted with Harbaugh coming back. We had that feel the first year, but it was quickly, quickly diminished by the, the terrible seasons, the, the poor recruiting, the uh, the bad losses to OSU. But this year has a different feel, and I'm not really sure what it is. Maybe it's the, the him going to his big brother for help, uh, filling up his coaching staff with you know guys under 40 who are better relatable to these this younger group of of athletes, athletes, <laughs> athletes. So I'm looking to see um, this trend continue, you know, with the game that they had with Wisconsin, Wisconsin being a preseason top 10 uh, team, having to be at home, struggling the loss of Notre Dame, and then Penn State before you was looking to see them find their way in the Big Ten to be what they wanted. But this, this Michigan team who has been run dominant, this was a test to show that that the passing game was was complete as well. Um, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy just yet because of McNamara and McCarthy, who was I think the young boy that kept bringing it out. Both of them very talented, but right now you have to keep it with McCarthy. He haven't he hasn't done wrong, and I really take it that they were the only school going into last week was the only school without a turnover. The turnover that they got, that they gave up at the end of the game was kind of crap, and I've got a badge that they gave it up. But you got to take it as it is. But there's a different culture in the way they're they're moving, so I think the statement was made. And they get to follow it up this weekend uh, playing – who are we playing? Nebraska. Um, I think somebody in this program, you know, picked this as an upset game, but I'm not telling you who. But I think that this is going to be another stepping stone, getting ready to go into some of those ranked teams on our side of the Big Ten. So they made their statement game. Uh, Wake Forest, I think, made a great statement game. They're 5-0 and in the ACC. No one's really talking about their program right now, but they are making noise in the AC, and they are at the top of the ACC being 5-0. and So North Carolina's chasing them. We're not even talking about uh, – Miami or anybody else, so or Clemson, you know what I mean? So they're probably going to win the ACC, but I don't think Wake Forest is going to be enough to bring a team out of the ACC into the um, the final four schools. And I don't care what you say, nobody wants to see that. You know, that might not be the team that they want representing because, it's frankly, it's not really a football school, even though they've had teams – over the past have shown you things that I think Wake Forest more of a basketball school or a baseball school than I do football. But awesome for them to be where they're at, but it was still a statement game. Uh, last statement game that will lead into our missed opportunities is Cincinnati. Cincinnati clearly made a statement as going into South Bend, Notre Dame Stadium, and putting down a, a basically what I can call it a football clinic of how you play collegiate level football on the highest level. Um, not really sure how big this win is going to be for Cincinnati right now. The win is absolutely huge, but if you look at what they have left, this is it for them. So in retrospect, Cincinnati has to basically, you know, 50 piece, every single game that they have left to the style points to to make it into that final four. Like, they're going to be undefeated, but I think they're going to have to put up the style points because 
the committee weighs so heavily on strength of schedule. Like the IU win was great, but IU is not playing good football right now. So each loss that win knocks down a little bit. Uh, Notre Dame, they still have you know some pretty decent comp pretty decent games left. This Virginia Tech game is not going to be very easy for them either. So uh, depending on how Notre Dame finishes out, you know how it helps Cincinnati go along the way. You know what I mean? But they're a good football team. I think they deserve an opportunity. But the way the 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 um, the college football playoff is set up. It's not looking good for them with their strength of schedule and who they have left and who and how the the people that were ranked that they beat are playing currently. So um, which transitioned into missed opportunities, which goes into Notre Dame. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of pissed off at Notre Dame because I had to in my final four. I don't know why I keep, you know, believing in Notre Dame. Like I got faith in my guy, the lion. He's a Notre Dame fan. I'm not a Notre Dame hater. I am from Indiana. I have to like something here. You know, I mean, occasionally I'll like IU. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of back being a Pacer fan. You know, I'm still a Laker guy, however you look at it. But I do enjoy watching uh, the Pacers play. And I do enjoy watching them continue to screw up talented teams. But. I do not hate Notre Dame, but that was a bad loss. That should have been you figuring out. But when you can't figure out who's your quarterback, you got three guys is, that you can have as a quarterback, and you can't figure that out. The offensive line is not playing to the, the level that they should. And, oh, I know about bad offensive line being a Pittsburgh fan. I can tell you about how bad offensive lines are. But I expect Notre Dame to be playing a lot better than what they are. I don't know if they'll be able to rail. You know what I mean? Kelly is a good, good guy at, at, at getting kids to motivate and get things turned around. So we'll see how it goes uh, with that particular angle. But I thought it was a bad opportunity, a missed opportunity for them, missed opportunity for Florida coming off the loss to Alabama. <clears throat> and then you turn around and lay another one. Uh, that's a bad loss for, for Florida. So they're pretty much out of it. You know, that – sets the stage for Georgia. I mean, if they can muster some type of, you know, since Georgia's on their side, if they can muster some type of, you know, testicular fortitude and take out Georgia, they'll still be talked about, but the playoff, they're done. Um, Oregon, mm, that was not a good win. That was not a good loss. Oregon, I don't know. And this point of the season, there's never a good loss. It really in college football, there's never a good loss unless you lose to Alabama. That's probably the only way you could have a good loss. But that wasn't a good loss. So Oregon, I think, opens up the door for my UCLA to come steal it from them again. I like it. So um, that's all I got with SCA. Probably helping to find a change to missed opportunities. Now that you can see missed opportunities and know that for the last four and a half minutes, I've been talking about teams of missed opportunities. There you have it. Teams of missed opportunities. All right, there was my my bookie man cave chatter. Fifty percent deposit match up to a thousand. Free ten dollar bet. You hear that pause there? I was trying to act like I was stop time, but I was really thinking of my next words to say. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So uh, let's go into our. Doc Sports NCAA picks of the week brought to you by Doc Sports. Text BW Sports 1229022 for your free $60 in picks. Man, if you would have stuck with us last week on our picks, you'd have done pretty freaking well. Uh, I think both of, both, both of us did pretty well on our picks. Uh, nope. Nope, I didn't put Cincinnati in my picks because I was smart. It doesn't happen often. I don't say that often, but that's what was going on. All right, so here we go. NCAA game number one. We have, it used to be called the Red River Rivalry, but it became very difficult for most people to say three times fast 
So now I think it's like the Red River Shootout or Showdown. Red River Showdown. That's what it's called. I remember. Red River Showdown. So you got number six, Oklahoma. Um, number 21, Texas. Big rivalry game. It's normally played by itself or week by itself, not with the group of other uh, national rivalry games where you have the the other rivalries games played like the Bourbon, what is it, the Auburn Bowl or the Iron Bowl, I don't know, whatever bowl it's called. But if you <clears throat> look at it, this is one of the better robberies games you normally play. This is one of those games where the rankings don't really mean anything. Uh, but lately, they have meant a lot on how this has been played. Oklahoma has pretty much dominated for most of the last but I don't see anything different. Oklahoma started to look like Oklahoma last week with more balance. Uh, some, but they got to step up that defense a little bit. I'm not really sold on Texas. This is your, um, I mean, this is your preview of a future SEC game. Both of these teams are moving to the SEC. Me personally, I think Oklahoma can jump right here at the SEC and compete with the Floridas, the Georgias the Alabamas, the Ole Miss, um, right out the gate. You know what I mean? Texas, I think they're going to struggle because they're they're built for the Big 12 slash sub Big 10, and Oklahoma is built for the SEC. So um, with saying that, I like Oklahoma in this one, 42-24. I think Texas makes it fun early in the game, but the strength of Oklahoma's offense, I think they take over and they win it, uh, pulling away late in the third in the fourth quarter. So I'm taking Oklahoma. The Lion has picked Oklahoma as well. He's going 34-30 with a more uh, closer played game. All right. So that takes us into game Number two, which is our game of the week. We go to the pit, the Big Ten for a top five matchup. Um, first time the top, Big Ten has had a top five matchup this late season. It will any time of the season for a while. So we'll take it. Um, number four, Penn State at number three, Iowa. Number three, Iowa is just shutting down. You know, I think they got 14 turnovers with a plus 23 turnover ratio or something of that crazy nature. Penn State has a very stout offense, a very bend, don't break style of defense. I haven't seen much of Iowa's offense, but if tradition holds, they are a 70, 30% run pass uh, type of offense. And I like to see this match. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, the Lion has chosen Iowa 23-20. Looks like it's probably going to be a late field goal uh, from his vantage point. Me, I'm going to stick with Penn State. I've been hollering Penn State's praises all season. I've been saying Penn State is probably going to be the one to challenge competitively OSU. And the way they look now, they might be the team coming out of the Big Ten going to the uh, college football playoff. I like Penn State 28-20. All right, so we go to our NCAA upset game of the week. Uh, the Lion has chosen the number nine Michigan at Nebraska game. He has chosen Nebraska to somehow find some miraculous offense to take down the surging Michigan Wolverines. Uh, 26-24. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. But we're going to go over here and we're going to jump over to my pick um, for the uh, upset of the week. Uh, Michigan State, 11 Michigan State going at two Rutgers. Michigan State is playing very good, but I haven't really seen a lot of competition. They're very well balanced. Uh, but I don't know. Little brother. I have to go against you at some point in time. And the way Rutgers play, the way they're stout on defense, uh, especially in the run game. So I like Rutgers to show a little bit. So we're going to go Rutgers 24-22 with a late 44-yard field goal. Yep, right on the nose, 44 yards. I'm calling it right now. 44, black. 
Is that even a number on the roulette table? If it is, go. 44 black. I'm telling you. It's it. It's what you want to do. All right. So money game. This is our bet line game. I am going to go with Temple at number five, Cincinnati. The line is Cincinnati, negative 29. The over-under is 54. I'm going Cincinnati for the very reason that I told you earlier, what Cincinnati has to do to get themselves into the college football playoff. They have to win big. They have to, you know, 30, 40, 50 pieces, these teams for the rest of the season to get that that opportunity to show that they can play with those big boys at that college football playoff until they get this uh, eight-game thing going off. So I like Cincinnati with the 29, and I'm taking over. I think they're going to do Temple pretty bad, even though Temple has a quality football team, but I think Cincinnati knows what they need to do. They know it's a statement game, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to make a statement. See, that's what we have for you, DeLion. Go blue. <laughs> All right, back to it. Let's see. We're going to go to DeLion's money game. He is going to stay with that uh, SEC. He is going number two, Georgia at 18. Auburn, the line is Georgia 14, negative 14 and a half over under 45 and a half. He likes Auburn plus 14 in the over. I like that pick. I like Dan's that one because I do think Georgia is going to win the game, but I don't think it's going to be by that margin like he does as well. So I like that. And there's Dan's pick. So those are our money picks. Remember them. Write them down, mybookie.ag, book it. That's what you got. All right, so no no football karma coin question this week. Uh, It is a basketball question because NBA season is beginning to start. So there is that. Well, before we get into the NFL side of things, let us – Give you a little station identification. good friends over at elite performance if you are looking to get in that elite performance shape make sure you holler at our good friend zach over there at elite performance 765-499-1005 and on your way from there make sure you stop off at our good friends bomb burgers to get your calorie filled back up at bomb burgers Doing business at Steak and Shake, our good friends, the Palm family, will get you taken care of. 7960 US 31 South. All righty. So now it is time for our Inside the NFL Cooler Chatter, brought to you by Circle Center Cryogenics. We freeze just about anything but people. So, you know, if you got some razors, some brake pads, one of the last years longer. Take them out. Brian to get you taken care of over there at Circle Center Cryogenics. So we're going to get into our NFL talk on what a fabulous weekend it was in NFL last week. As I was talking to you earlier, the wife spanked me in our football picks uh, for the week. I am looking to rebound for last week. Um, I am still uh, in in a little mourning uh, how pitiful 
that my Pittsburgh Steelers look. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about them. You know it. I know it. The offense is offensive. You know, if I could do my uh, Will Smith concussion voice, it, it offends me. If I could do that properly, I would do it right then and there. Your offense offends me, just like my bad African accent. But anyway, um, man, they're hot trash right now. You know what I mean? You got a great defense that, that can't even look great because the offense looks so damn bad. So, um, I mean, I can't put all the onus on on Ben, even though he's old and can't move like he used to. But, I mean, if you know that Ben can't move like he used to, you understand that, then you have to find ways to protect him as in where he doesn't have to. You know, he can still throw the ball down the field, but he can't throw the ball downfield if he can't stand up long enough to throw the damn ball downfield. Oh, man, this offensive line is hot trash. Like, it's it's the, the worst offensive line in all of offensive line them. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> hey, everybody say hello to Delion. He is on the location. <laughs> no, we don't have to talk. We don't want to know how pitiful, but I'm going to tell you, my offensive line, bro, is hot in the words of bright-ass, big-teeth Rex Ryan. My offensive line is hot trash in all capital letters, just terrible like i don't think you could i mean if tom brady was back there i don't think you should be able to i mean, I mean it's just terrible but anyway um last thing on that terrible team it they they better get the line shirt on before Aaron Rodgers comes next year but anyway all right so uh what else happened in football well you had the brady the brady game <laughs> and man, that game was a lot more. <laughs> yes, bro. Yes, it is. Um, that game was a lot more competitive than I I thought it was gonna be. I thought Brady was just gonna come in there and just shred him. But again, I have overestimated the evil emperor of the evil empire. And those cats, man, this dude, man, that's why he's the greatest, you know, head football NFL coach that we've seen in the last 40, 50 years or however long. He might be the best ever, but he knew how to get it. Tom, Tom knew how to get it. him. It just took him longer to figure out because it's Bill Belichick. But what a good game it was, Matt. But I will say this, Matt Jones, Bill Belichick has his new Brady. This young man is is going to be really, really, really good. And he played a really, really good football game and he challenged Brady. And I thought it was great. So, but um saying that Brady got the win and he now joins another, like another group, you know, only him and Soba, like nine other, four other people do it. But he joins another elite group. I think it's Favre, Manning. No, Favre, Peyton, and one other guy and himself that and Aaron that have beaten all 32 teams in the league. So, boom, another league group. He's beaten everybody. So, good job for Thomas Brady, University of Michigan, go blue. All right, moving on. Trey Lance, Justin Fields. We saw them both hit the field last week. Um, we got to see a better game plan scripted for uh, Justin Fields' talents. You saw more protection. You saw bring in extra uh, offensive linemen, extra tight end to give coverage for him to show his arm strength to let these guys get down the field. And then you gave him schemes where it was when you didn't have all those big people in that he was able to get outside the pocket and show off his talents. Um, good job. I don't want to say McNaggy because I still think you're an idiot. I'm going to say whoever the offensive coordinator is for constructing a good game plan for Justin Fields. Uh, kudos. Uh, Trey Lance, we got to see him. Uh, Garoppolo with this mysterious groin injury. You know how things just, just, <laughs> one cowboy to an eagle. <laughs> 
I'm gonna leave that one alone. But um, back to where we was going, we got to see a little bit of Trey Lance. Um, like I was saying, this mysterious uh, groin injury for Garoppolo. He just, you know, all of a sudden he's just not. You never saw where it happened. Most of the injuries you see where it occurs or where it might have occurred, but it was just like, oh, he's hurt, and now here comes Trey Lance. So maybe this was the the Tyrod Taylor cool takeover type deal. I don't know, but we got to see him a little bit, a little sketchy. We saw signs. Uh, great that his first pass went for a touchdown, but uh, we saw good signs. But I like to see if he does get to start this week, I like to see how he goes when the game plan is constructed for him and the defense is scripted uh, for him as well. So, um, I like Justin Fields to have the better of the week because, for one, he's had this would be what his third start, yeah, third start. So, uh, I like to see Justin Fields continue to trend, and we'll see really what potential they saw in Trey Lance starting to come up if he is to get the start. So, we move on to our teams that got their first wins. Uh, of the NFL season this past week. And now we know that no, what we still have one team that can possibly go 0 and 17. That's what I told Coach Weimer, uh, the gym coach at the pickup line at school today. At least I know my team will not go. Oh, in 17. We got a win against the Bills, so I don't care. We won, and that win was against a good team. It wasn't like against Jacksonville, but anyway. Uh, let's see. The teams that got themselves back in or got themselves their first wins this past week, uh, the Colts, the Jets, the Giants. Uh, the Jets and the Giants both won in overtime. Both of those games were exciting. Saquon Barkley, we were starting to see him round himself back into football shape coming off that knee, horrific knee injury. So uh, kudos to the Giants. Uh, the Jets, Zach Wilson threw the pigskin very well. I was like how the defense for the, the Jets uh, played. They got themselves a good win to get off the snide for their uh, new football coach, the Colts. I know the people here in Indy are stupid excited that they finally got the win. It takes the pressure off of Carson just a little bit, but not too much because they have to go dance with one Lamar Jackson this Monday night. Um, so that will be a fun game to watch. So, but I think that all those teams was good. Out of those teams who got those wins, who still has a chance to to make a run at a uh, a wild card spot, I would say be the Colts because they have a good defense. The Jonathan Taylor man, if they start to give the ball to him, lean on uh, not complicating things for that offensive line, and just let Carson Wentz just be a distributor and a and, and a manager of games. I think they have an opportunity and a chance to try to fight back into it. Uh, the Jets and Giants, we know this is where retooling, rebuilding years for both of those. So this win for those is a really good one. Uh, let's see, where do we go from here? From here, we go to them, them Cardinals, the last unbeaten team. And I, I guess I'm going to have to jump on board. Because I was on board with the Cardinals two seasons ago, and it didn't give me the desired results that I required. So I haven't quite jumped back on board, but I kind of got to. These guys are really good. Kyler Murray's playing at an elite level. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a little early for MVP talks because it's week four. We just finished week four. But at, if you have to, he's the guy who's who's heading the top of that chart for MVP since Derek Carr laid his egg uh, Monday night. So uh, you have to look at what they're doing over there. And James Conner is quietly, you know, coming out the backfield doing pretty good too. 
I'm not saying we should have kept him in Pittsburgh. I'm not saying that at all because he is an injury prone fella. But if your offensive line sucks, how can you stay hurt? I mean, stay healthy. But anyway, keeps taking me back to Pittsburgh, and I don't want to go back to Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. But kudos to the Cardinals. I think they continued their unbeaten streak this week as well. So um, let's go talk about this section that we know Dan DeLion really, 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 really wants to hear. How about them Cowboys? Impressive. I'll say it. I'm not a Cowboy fan. I, I'm really not a fan of the star at all. But how about them Cowboys? Can we really put them at the upper class of the NFC? Can we put them with the Rams? Can we put them with the Packers? Can we put them? That's it. No, with the Bucks. Can we put them up there with those with those teams? As of right now, you have to because of the performance. I mean, you had a guy who has five interceptions in four games. You know, their takeaway margin is is high. Their defense is playing at a level that they expected, but most of us didn't really think was, you know, playing very good, especially how they finished off last year. And we thought it was going to be a very, you know, offensively minded team that just had to the defense just had to hold a little bit and let the offense take over but we've seen a resurgence of ezekiel elliott um not a big fan but i will give the man his credit he's a he's a talented football player not a fan of his off the field type of things uh dak prescott is playing at a level at an mvp level i think his name should be up there at the top of the MVP categories. I mean, he's he has a he's percentage. I mean, the per, completion percentage. Spit it out, buddy. His completions percentage is very high. His turnover rate is very low. He's reading defense. He's making the right reads. He's moving the ball. It's like the ankle just never hurt. Um, then you got two running backs, the Pollard. Um, they have their own lightning and thunder type thing with the Pollard Elliott thing going on. So, and then that that they probably have one of the best receiving cores in in all of football. But I am not going to put them at the elite level of the NFC because the Cowboys are going at some point in time. The Cowboys are going to do what Cowboys do. It's either going to be Mike McCarthy making some of these questionable coaching decisions is finally going to catch up with them and lose games that they should not lose because it's bad game management Um, That's how I think something is going to go on in Dallas. It always happens. Uh, but right now they are playing at a high level football and you have to you have to keep them on your radar. I mean, I would say that they've put in the NFC on notice. I can't say that they're up there. They're just telling the Bucks, the Packers, um, the Cardinals that we're on notice. The Cardinals are in the AFC. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. No, the Cardinals are in the NFC. Yes, I'm right. I'm always right. You are right. I am right. The, what am I right about? What am I right? Am I right about the Cowboys are going to do what the Cowboys do at some point in time? You know what I mean? Like, win a playoff game. That's 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 what I'll jump on board. But I probably won't ever jump on board. But anyway, so um, I think that's all I got for college. I mean, for NFL talk. Yes, yes. <laughs> that comes from the wishy-washy, uh, the wishy-washy Cowboy fan. You know what? You know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm going to call you a true Cowboy fan now. <laughs> but anyway, so we are moving on. What is it? 44. So it's just about uh, end of halftime for the Lakers preseason game. Westbrook and Lake and Bron Bron is not playing. Uh, but there are a slew of preseason games on that I want to get to today. And plus the NL the NL wild card, uh, Dodgers Cardinals is on. Want to see that? I got people who are Cardinals fans, so I like to check that out. But so let's not dink around. Uh, let's get to our doc. 
Sports NFL Picks of the Week brought to you again by Doc Sports. Text BW Sports 1229022 for your free $60 in picks. All right, first game, folks, we're going to Bills and Chiefs. Uh, big game. Bills have looked absolutely great since Pittsburgh beat them. This I will always say since Pittsburgh beat them, we did it. That was the one time we were a good football team this year. But the Bills, Chiefs, Chiefs uh, have lost their first three games in a row in Patrick Mahomes' career. Um, it's not getting any better. Um, I'd like to pick the Chiefs in this particular game, but the Bills are hot. They got a running game that they don't use, that they're trying to use a little bit more. But Josh Allen distributes that ball with pinpoint accuracy to tight ends and receivers all over the field. The defense is lights out. I like the Bills 42-34. And the Lion likes the Bills as well, 36-31. Moving to game two, which will be our game of the week, we're going to Packers and Bengals. This is the Packers' second week in a row going to a AF or playing a AFC North team. I think the end result will be the same, but this team, this AFC North team is going to put up a much harder fight. Uh, Joe Burrows is an exciting guy. The Mixon, the Joe Mixon injury is going to be a little bit more touching to them because their offensive line is questionable with his his blocking, his help chip blocking, gives Burroughs that extra time in the pocket. I think that's going to be significant. And Cincinnati's defense is playing exceptional, but this is the great Aaron Rodgers. We'll see if Cincinnati will be the third team in a row that Aaron Rodgers has played that likes to play that too deep and make him just hand the ball off. Uh, Adams is running the ball great, and I think Aaron Rodgers' poise and patience you're going to make a mistake before he makes a mistake. Um, I like the Packers 38-34 in this one. Dan also, no, Dan's going Bengals 27-23. I wouldn't be mad either way, whoever won. Um, I just think Aaron is getting a little feel of the AFC North before, before he competes uh, in, in Steeltown uh, next season. Uh, the Lake Show is getting ran out the gym. Exactly. Because all the old guys are not playing. And yes, I know Devin Booker isn't playing either. But all the old guys are not playing. You know what I mean? Are you going to win a game with Wayne Ellington and Rondo by themselves? Wayne Ellington, Rondo, and DeAndre Jordan by themselves? No. You know, Anthony Davis played the first half, but you know he's not going to play the second half. It's not going to happen. Carmelo, yeah, he might shoot a little bit, but it's the preseason. Come on, man. Hey, what was the score of that Pacer game last night, Miss Lady? But anyway, it's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about football picks. And we are up to NFL upset game. The Lion goes... Coats Ravens, he must be kissing up to the wife. That's two coats games in a row that I think he's this he's picked. So he's going coach and Ravens. Coats take the win 30-26. I am going to give him a not a uh back your bus up, uh little buddy. And I will take the I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, the coach of the Ravens in that one, but I'm gonna go with the Lions Vikings. I like the Lions the way they um, they look, I think, well, no, I don't like the way they look. That was a complete and total lie. I just think that I don't like the Vikings, and I think the Lions will get this divisional game win. I like the Lions 2024. 2420. There you go. Money game. Money, money, money. Money. Oh, my bad. Uh, Dan. He's going Jets and Falcons. The line for the, the the line for this game is Atlanta minus three over and under 46. He's gonna go with the Jets plus three and the over. I like it. I like it. I like it. 
I like the Jets to win this game. So they're obviously going to get the plus three as well. And the over 46, that's a 20. Uh, nope, I'll go under. I'll go under on that one, bitch. And my money pick, we're going to go Dolphins and Buccaneers. Line negative 10 over under 48. I'm going Dolphins plus 10. I like the Dolphins defense, period. Simple as that. And the Bucks defense has looked like just a little bit. No, they haven't looked like hot trash. They've looked like lukewarm trash. So I think the the Dolphins have an opportunity to – I think the opportunities – last time I <laughs> – sorry, babe. It's all good. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> See, I got myself in trouble. Now she's going to give my bacon to the dog. I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> but anyway – uh, I'm going Dolphins plus 10, but I'm going to take the under. So there you have it. The Doc Sports Dukes of Football NFL Picks of the Week. And there you have it. Um, as I have been doing the past couple weeks, I will post both of these days, uh, both of these picks on those football days. So Saturday, I will post our college picks. And on the page and on Sunday, I will post our pro picks on the page. So there you have it. Uh, make sure if you like the show, if you like when we get together and talk about sports, make sure you go over to YouTube, to Facebook, and you hit that subscribe and those like buttons and the share button. Tell your people about us. It's fun. We're cool. Actually, when we get together, we're actually really fun. But uh, there you have it. Just make sure you go over to those, those outlets and you hit the subscribe, share, like button to button and tell your friends about us. Also, if you have a service business or an entity, anything that you want to get out to our vast social media following family, uh, get at us. Info dot one at gmail.com. Man, we do just about everything. Voiceovers, video and audio, editing, video and audio projected broadcasting, live event promotion and more. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Check us out. BWSports1.com. I'm the one. Speaking for the lion. Speaking for the rest of us at BW Sports 1. I am out. I am going to go find some food to put in my belly.